What's up, everybody? You now tune in to the Hey Now podcast. Hey now. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hey Now Podcast. I know it's been a while. This episode should have been out a long time ago. But life happens. But we are here now. And we was very fortunate to have a chance to sit down with B.A., my guy Brandon Adams. And get a chance to learn about him, but also his journey of his parents and Lloyd's carrot cake. So enough of me. Sit back and relax and enjoy these gems. It's the Hate Now Podcast. If you just gonna eat like shit ain't start, like you just gonna eat. Bro. As a matter of fact, during Ramadan, you know who hold me down? This thing. Cause it just so happened that my birthday hit, whatever. Waited a few. I was like, yo, I'm about to pass by. So we're finally back. Yeah, yeah. Hate Now Podcast. Um it's been, uh, fans, it's been 19 months. Uh, it's been a while. 19 months since I've seen Beloved. You know, he had to go back home uh, to Boston, take care of some things. Ooh. And, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's back finally. So uh, so we can start this up, man. I got my guy, uh, Brandon Adams, man, BA. Yeah, yeah. You know BA for some time, man. And um, he did something for me uh, a few years ago, man, that he don't understand that. Um, really started like getting this engine in my head to what I really wanted to do. You know, he kind of exposed me to something and, and it's something that I'm forever grateful. But right now, um, I want to start off, how's everybody doing? You know, how, how you feeling? How's the temperature? I'm feeling good, bro. I'm blessed. You know, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate the hospitality again. Um, always good to see my guys. Always got love for you, Kev. Appreciate being around you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know for a minute, and SB or, or my man Pedro, my guy Pedro, you know, or, 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 I mean, whoever's behind that cam, you know, my guy Rocky's on the stage too, he's knocking down Rihanna, which is good, good for Rocky. That's a good um, look, man. Problems um, in the building. That's um, a definitely a good look, definitely a good look. But yeah, happy to be here, man. Appreciate you guys. All right, cool, cool, cool. So um, let's get into um, some topics. So. Uh, I want to go right into uh, what I was talking um, a little a little earlier um, in regards to social media and, and the young athletes, man. Um, back then, you know, uh, so again, I'm for social media, but I feel it has to be a balance. Mm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the reason why I feel this way is because uh, I was spoiled coming up playing. You know, I got to see, you know, dudes like work hard, you know, like bust they ass. And when it was time to hoop, you know, they hoop, you know, that's kind of like where I come from. So when I don't see, you know, the youth that they have so much access now, mm. so much opportunity now, My goodness. Have, you know, and I don't feel they, I don't feel they, they appreciate the game enough to, to understand 
what the game could actually like do for them and how like the doors that it could open up for them. So I just kind of want to, you know, you're in grassroots, you know, you're, you're outside in the summertime, you know, you know, you know what's going on. Definitely. So how you, how you feel about that? Definitely. In terms of social media, like it's, it's a tool, like, like it's a tool, like any other tool. Um, so like, it's funny, I was having this conversation, I was having a conversation with a mutual friend of ours, actually, I'll just leave that off wax but um it's like it's like a lighter right like the lighter can could like build a fire to you know keep you warm at night or could fucking burn a bridge down you know and I'm, can i first yeah, I don't know. You, can, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say bro however the fuck you want to say my guy oh my fault motherfucker i'm sorry but you can say whatever you want to say bro right, but yeah you know what i'm saying like it's just about how you use it and social yeah. media in general like especially for the kids like Number one, it's a it's a it's a great platform to um, for recruiting. It can help you know expose highlights and things like that. It can give you access to different content, different types of workouts and things like that, which is great. But also like you can't spend too much time on it. You can't divulge too much into it. And a lot of that shit is like it's not real. Well, <laughs> like a lot of that shit is it's, it's like it's a lie. It is you know? it's fake. It's fake, man. You know, it's like people building their images and like a lot of it is like content driven. I try to use it for business purposes or for net connections and networking, but like it, mm -hmm. you just gotta try to use it as a tool. Like I know we were having this conversation about certain trainers, you know, and it's like you know you gotta be careful who you're kind of following and tapping into. Um, I'll even, for example, like um, my girl's son is seven, right? So he's like now, you know, he's around me a lot. So he's like getting into ball and shit. And then like, I'm, I got him over at Riverside working out and things like that. And like, um, you know, so it, it, it's, it's dope because he's kind of like getting engaged with the game and mm -hmm. it's, it's- See what it's about, right? You know, it's fun to kind of pass it on. But then on the flip side, like, you know, in terms of like what I do, and I guess we'll get into that a little bit later, like over the past summer, like I've been kind of working with Zay and the Jelly Fam a little bit more. So like I was working on the Jelly Day and I'm like showing them these, you know, presentations and decks that we're putting together for sponsors. That's the guy with the layups, right? Exactly. That's the guy with the layups. The guy with <laughs> exactly. So, um, so I'm, I'm showing them all these videos and, and we're working out in the back. And everything I see is this, <laughs> this, this. I'm like, well, look at every layup needs to be over here, right? Now. <laughs> you don't need to be working about little jelly. So he's already like, oh, it's crazy. And then like, I, I think there was one point where it was like, um, we were, I showed him some because I've done a lot of work with pro dunkers and shit too. So at one point I was showing him something, and they looked at me and was like. But can he jelly though? <laughs> I'm like, you are seven no, years old. You know, they, 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 they got a heavy, heavy influence, you know? Nah, for sure. Wrong. For sure. But it's just like, you know, it's like that influence is like, it's, it's powerful. And like, even for our generation, like I know, like obviously we didn't have social media like that coming up, but like I, wish. I know when we had when we were coming up, it was the animal mixtapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like back in the yes. day, like VHS. Yes, I, yes. I, I was going to Foot Locker, like y'all. Yes. I need, I need. But I promise you, like, and I've had an opportunity to work with like, like Skip and like, uh, like, all, all, a lot of those guys. Headache. I kind of, you know, we used to work out in the same gym. So all these dudes, I had mad love and respect for. Ali Moe, but these motherfuckers set my game back up. <laughs> A couple years, like watching them, and I'm in my crib trying to do all this shit. And it's like, yo, just, but it's about, you know, just again, it's a tool, you know, so it's about how you use it. Beloved thoughts? Um, have you guys ever watched the documentary, um, Social Experiment? Yeah, 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 Jordan Netflix. Yeah, you know, 
I mean, we're in big trouble, but it's up to those of us who have some discipline, to your point, use social media for what you need to get out of it and learn how to have a balance. Um, in all honesty, I think we're too far gone as a society. The train has already taken off. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to crash at some point. And, you know, let's hope all of us survive this epidemic of um, social media. The kids are already wired. You got, like, I tell people, we, there's people walking the face of this earth that don't know what it's like not to have internet or not have social media. Yeah. Like, your little man who's seven years old. So basically, I got on Instagram in 2012. Instagram has been around as long as he's been alive. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's crazy because, like, I, I was just reading this article about how Facebook, like, they, they, they uncovered these... Oh, these Facebook in, been wilding, bro. These internal documents. Oh, D, yeah, how, yeah. You know, they're, they're doing these studies, and it's showing that, like, this is negatively impacting the kids. Yes, yes, you. And even like look look at the league for example. Like the league, the NBA is one of the most social media conscious like organizations. More than the MLB, more than the NFL, more than NHL by far. Mm -hmm. Like they they put so much emphasis and dollars into their social platforms. Mm -hmm. But then you look at somebody like LeBron, who's like, all right, playoffs coming. I'm turning the shit off. Yeah, I'm going zero dark thirty yeah. because I know this negatively impacts me, my 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 mindset, my consciousness, and my game. So like, there's a clear dichotomy there, right? Like something's not adding up. And they sponsored by Hennessy. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so now that you mentioned LeBron, man, uh, how you feel about the how you how you guys feeling about the NBA season, man? Now I'm always excited to see ball. You know, it's like. There's a lot of storylines too, you know, like um, the Lakers are crazy, the the Nets, everything with the, the vaccination stuff. There's oh man! A lot of New Yorkers that are finding their way into the league now, which is really dope. Like to see a lot of those young kids come up and get a chance and the opportunity. So I'm very excited for this season. You know what team? Um, I'm actually uh, uh you know, I'm rolling with Brown and I'm that long, you know, I'm rolling with them, but uh. To see the Bulls, man. I think Chicago. Uh, they got a good young squad they, right now. They yeah, they do, though. With Ball, them coming there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still got Zach Levine. Yeah, yeah. They're going to win 41 games. Nah, I, I, I think they make it to the playoffs at least this year for sure. I, I think so. Seventh, eighth, eighth, sixth, maybe. You know what it is? Any, I, I, believe, I still believe. The Bucks still got it, bro. They're the reigning champs, no, bro. You got to so think about it, man. I have to, I have they still got the same that. squad. They got, you no, know. One, one voice. Yeah, one voice. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, my phone. I have to challenge that. Listen. If Kyrie doesn't get hurt, mm -hmm. I do have out of here. I do have Kyrie's on. Shit. If KD's were the size 16 and not a size 17, <laughs> they would be out of here. Yes, yes. You might be on that shot. You right. You yeah, right. so I'm not... They call me a Giannis hater. I'm not a Giannis hater. I Yo, just don't no. like. I just don't like pros who airball every three nights. You know what's crazy, beloved? On the free throw line. On the on the free throw line. They call me the same thing, and and for me, it's more so like you have no post. It's good, you know. But then I also have to remember. You're right. He doesn't. But I also have to remember. Or three pointer. 
He started hooping when he was like 14, 15. Why are you airballing though? I get airballing. He does it a lot. Hey man, he got a chip though already, man. He got a chip under his belt, bro. You can't, I can't. Hey man. Hey. I don't let shit. I can't take anything away from there, right? You can't. Exactly. You got it. Right, right, right. But there were a lot of factors. There were a lot of factors to to that championship. And the East is getting better. It's got better. Um, I I just say I would be. Very surprised if they were to repeat. Yeah, no one as hard as it is to repeat in general. Like that yeah. shit is damn near impossible. Listen, very few teams have done it. If the but Nets are healthy, they coming out the East. I think they repeat in the East. I don't know about the finals now. That's how I see it. Okay, okay so so you're you're talking you're talking more about Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference wise, I believe the Bucks could gotcha. redo gotcha. it again. Yes, because the same quality of the team. Also, they probably picked up later on with drafts, so they could help them out on defense. I think the Bucks could do it again. PJ Tucker going to Miami. That's a big, one. That's a big locker room presence. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Lowry's there, bro. That's yeah. Big too. Yeah. But like, um, he's saying that the Bucks lost a big. Oh, oh, big yeah, but you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. True, true. So now, um, B, I, I wanted to ask you because I actually had this conversation with uh, our, our good friend that we know. Uh, shout out to my boy Kashif Pratt, man. That's my okay. Guy that That's cash. the definitely. Um. Regarding uh, Rich Paul and uh, and Noel, so I'm pretty sure you know that Noel has decided to uh, to sue you know Rich Paul and Clutch, you know, saying he lost like 70 mil, you know, which he sh which I was surprised he didn't sign with Dallas at that point. I mean, he turned down that money. Um, so do you feel that uh, he was at fault? Um, because I heard that Rich Paul wasn't even his agent at that time. I didn't hear that. I don't know. Like I heard he just consulted with him. I heard he was signed with somebody, and he just consulted with him. Like no papers were signed, no contract was signed. He wasn't a representative. Don't take the deal. So he didn't take the deal, and then he signed with him. But I, I think that number one, that that doesn't sound right. Cause like if he signed with somebody, I think legally Rich Paul is not really allowed to to have like those kind of conversations on his behalf. But I mean, not to say it doesn't happen. Not to say it doesn't happen. But, yes, yes. Um, True, though. But I don't know. And then I heard something where it was like Rich Paul wasn't like answering emails and people were trying to reach out to Rich Paul, which I, I mean, I don't know. Like right. anybody can say anything in a lawsuit because it's, it's hard to, um, it's not like they're going to subpoena the fucking Mavs. Right, 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 you know? right, 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 right. But it's tough, like, because. I'm rolling with Rich Paul for a yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have to, right? You know, just, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Like, Nolan's Noel, it's almost like he has a gripe that his career hasn't really panned out the way. That nigga's know. trash, nigga. I'm going to keep it a buck. No, no, no. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, he, he did an eyelash no, with the Knicks, no, though. I ain't going to really lie. Had, yeah, he no, did an eye with the no, Knicks. No, no, listen. He really had, like, his upside was crazy. He got injured, you know, he got a little knee injury, but then he bounced back. My whole, I'm still, until this day, like, really surprised um, that he didn't sign that contract. Like, I, mm -hmm. I didn't, like, it didn't make sense. Like, you get 80, 80, 70, 80 mil, bro, like. Then you should have taken it. Well, well I would have took, took that shit. I would have so, took Fuck. fuck. <laughs> I, I, I have an interesting perspective. Nerlens Noel, we we from the same area. Okay. 
Boston? Yeah. Ooh. Some of the family that you know, mm-hmm. they've been around them. That kid. We started this conversation with young people. There's a lack of accountability. Mm. We, we get caught up in playing the blame game when things don't go the way they're supposed to go. Um, That's a, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's a big word, bro. Even for young and older people, accountability. Accountability. But go ahead. Um, I remember watching Nerlens Noel coming up when he was at BABC, mm. when he was at Tilton um, Prep. Highly touted. Tilton's great school. Went to Kentucky. But behind the scenes, the discipline, the accountability, in my opinion, wasn't there. Gotcha. And a lot of those things translated into your professional life. Okay? A lot of young guys, everybody is not part of the top five, top 10% of the NBA creme de la creme. You don't get what you deserve in this life, you get what you negotiate. Damn. You understand? No, that's uh, uh, that's a fact, for sure. So, I mean, Nerlens, again, it's love, but you're a grown man. I mean, you underachieved in the league based on what you were projected to do. I cook his ass. Okay? So... When you get certain contract offers on the table, you're injury prone. That's yes. And that's another thing too. In business, it's nobody's business to teach you business. Hmm. Yes, you can have representation, but at the end of the day, you need to make sound choices based on where you are in your career. So you gotta go. I don't believe as a grown man, you blame another grown man for a choice you either decided to make or not make. Rich Paul's resume is what it is, right? And you know, you come from a space of talent representation. I represent talent. Sometimes shit doesn't go the way we planned. That doesn't mean your representation didn't do everything they could do to put you in a proper position. Within their power, yes. So, you're gonna sue Rich Paul for what exactly? What is the end goal here? Well, I, I'd say the one thing, and obviously Nerlens Noel is like, anybody in the NBA is just like an extreme case because the NBA is the extreme of the extreme, right. the top of top. But like if you take this scenario and you look at like, this reminds me almost like the Miles Powell, right? Which is a complete, it's, it's a different scenario, but also kind of the same scenario where he's suing, um, Seen Hall and it's Willard. I think Willard's still yeah, up. Yeah, 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 Willard, yeah, yeah, Willard's still up there, right? And he's suing them because he's they rushed him back on the court, and he said, you know, you, um, you know, you affected my draft stock. You you affected my ability to earn, and like kind of the same concept. So it to me when I see, I see a young black man like say, you know, this is. This, this commodity that I have, which is my body, you know, um, and you people that are almost like this hierarchy, this structure that has mm-hmm. influence over decision making with my body, which, which is what I'm, I put so much time, effort, and energy into to become a commodity, mm-hmm. you know, and you affect my earning power, like, there is, 
there are damages, what they, what they call damages in the legal system, right? So like, it's kind of, I, I see what you're saying, but also it's a, a double-sided coin, right? So You have the power to say no. That's true. That's true. Say absolutely. no. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're right. And that's definitely a good point. But again, when... Like, as a black man, we are black men who work in corporate America, deal with all kinds of professional situations. A lot of bullshit. Like, I, I work for somebody. Yeah, I'm going to get up every day and I'm going to do my job. But that third eye, and y'all know that third eye we talking about. You have to practice some discernment. You can't allow a corporation or an institution to put a battery in your back and force you to do something that you don't want to do. And then after, after the fact, be upset. Yeah, but that's easy to say when we're here talking about this. Yeah. When you're, when you're 22 years old, impressionable. Years old, yeah, you're fighting you know, for your dream. You're, yep. you're in practice every day, and you're you know you're fighting for your brother. You're trying to get to the Big East tournament, this and the other. And you have these people that you know you're supposed to trust, that are supposed to have your best interests at hand. You know, and and to Nerland's a well point, like this is something that you're coming to an agreement, make money together to make the best decisions together that you have. You know that they have your best interest in hand as well. Like it, it's tough to make those decisions when that isn't like that's not coming from a place of genuine um, of genuineness, and that's also kind of, kind of the part of the nature of business, right? That's what you started with is like this is business. Like you have to, you know, you have to have some type of business savvy to to be able to discern. Because even even within business, when I do business, I do have independent counsel. Like you guys. You think you want to do this? Does this make sense? Yeah. yeah. Kev, have we had these conversations? Like, I understand what they're telling me, but does this make sense? Yeah, we had the conversation when um, and, um when Puma stole our, our idea and all that. Yeah, we definitely had the motherfucker from the from the tattoo shit. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about. Yeah, you know, boy, that's. Uh, I'm gonna lay off. Conversation. I'm gonna lay off. It's our first day back. I, BA man, uh, so this podcast deals with, with, with journey, right? Okay. I feel that we all are connected in some way, somehow, but the main thing that we do like is conversation. You know, we don't we don't talk, you know, so we lack conversation and um, That's fair. when we lack conversation, um, we don't get information, mm -hmm. you know? So this is kind of like uh, why I decided to do this platform, so... Um, one of the reasons why I wanted you here, you know, is just to discuss your journey, you know, um, from playing basketball, you know, um, to also what you're doing now. And just let people know more about, you know, your story because I just think it's dope, man. Even from your pops, you know, just, just everything in general, you know, I just, I just think it's fine. So, um, I just want people, you know, just, I want people to know who BA is. Word. Um, I'm a city kid, man. Uh, I grew up in East Harlem. So, like, grew up on Park Avenue, right? Tucked between, across the street from Carver Houses, Lexington Houses, right up, up the block from Washington. I just, you know, I grew up in a basketball family, so basketball has always been close to my heart. Um, my dad was a hooper, a hooper hooper. Um, he grew up in Harlem, on the west side. Um, well, playing at Millbank, uh, All City. You know, he went to Hughes back in the day. Charles Evans Hughes is now closed. But, uh, they were a powerhouse back in the day. Um, 
Got a scholarship to play at Wisconsin. And, um, and, and before you can go, how, how tall was Pops? He was my height, so he's 6'6". Six, six. Damn, yeah. that nigga's motherfucking tall, bro. 6'6", six, six with the ratty, though. He had the, the oh. scat. Oh, he yeah. was, he was, yeah, he yeah. was that old. I, could, I mean, my shit is, I, 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 I can shoot, <laughs> yeah. but I, I guess <laughs> that shit, but not that, that, shit, that shit, I guess it skipped a generation. <laughs> so <laughs> the he, shit that he had, that's yeah. What he, that's what he was? Yeah, oh, so nice, like, nice. so he, he was like, he was killing the um, Big Ten, but that's back when you had to play freshman. Right, and then he got caught up in some like anti-war protest shit out there, and got some beef with his coach, and then winds up transferring to Rhode Island, played in Rhode Island, um, and then. So he was a freedom fighter. I I, I mean, I wasn't there, so I, I I don't know if he was like in the struggle like that. Yeah. But um, from what I heard, he, he took his stance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we support that. So, yeah, support that. Yeah. Support we don't have to do what we're told. I support that. I support um, go ahead. Go ahead, Chen. But yeah, we finished his college career at Rhode Island and then um uh got drafted in seventy two by the bullets. He got drafted by the bullets in I wanna say the fourth round. That was back in the day when the, the draft had like six rounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I had I'm sorry, uh and it's bad man. Uh, I had like no idea. So like back in the day like so many people used to get drafted. I had Yo, for real though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to my man Dubs. Dorian actually like put me on to that. You know, he was like, "That's why I get upset with like old people. Like, well, the older generation like talk about like hoops. Like, nah, bro, yeah, wild opportunities, yo. Hell yeah. <laughs> you got you got drafted by some bum ass team. Then you went to a bum ass college and you still got drafted. How you ain't gonna take that opportunity? Like, fuck. Schools and shit like that. You know, like, like, like he was bad coming out of like uh, HBCU, not to knock the HBCUs, but like and get drafted high, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. But like another thing was like they weren't scouting international players. Right. You know? At the time, yeah. It yeah. wasn't a global game. Right. But that's not yo to just to make it to that level. No, is no, 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 no. It's elite. It's elite right there. That's elite level. Um, like it's still like I can pull up draft letters and pre preseason camp letters, like just to have that shit. You know, just to look at it. It's fire. Oh yeah, just to get that word. Shout out to all that. Team Rock was so yep. nice oh back in the day. You know who I used to hate, bro? 
Sammy the Bull, bro, because he was so goddamn strong at a young ass age. They yo. had uh, Chris Skywalker. They had Chris. Rob Thomas. They had um, Kiwan. They had they. Damn, Kiwan was nice. He was bro. nasty. Yo. It was nice. Damn, like, you they, that's crazy. They, they, they were all running a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep that between you and Kiwan, right, right, right. Nah, but um, but nah. So so like, Telkin is like a basketball factory. Ken School is like. A prep school, like it's like a prep school, prep school, like on some Fresh Prince boarding school shit. So like, but I bet you got the network crazy. You got the mission that, people. That's right? that's the one thing. That's, the, like, one thing, that's right? the one thing. Like, and and it gave me an opportunity to like you know develop my game and like it's not like you know like I was I was I was a guy out there. So like I I kind of got to to grow a little bit and just like to grow in the classroom to mature a little bit to be away from my home and shit like that. So like that was one of the when you talk about opportunities that basketball presented, that was one of the best opportunities in my life. Like some of my closest friends are still like professional right. people, even people that I never really even fucked with in school. But it's like you have that badge of honor. Like you'll you'll see somebody at a party or walk down the block and let's just be loved. And then the type of bond, basically, yeah. Yeah, because it's like you're 16, 17 years old and you living together on your own type shit. So it's like it's it's it's, it's hard to explain, but it's different. And then like you said, the connections. Like there's people like. Princes like, um, like actual royalty. Like, um, politicians' kids. Tommy Hilfiger's son was there. So, um, hey, yo, bro, let me get a couple of shirts. Next, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> um, so it was like it was a culture shock, you know, like inner city yeah. kid, public school Going kid. There, but like, once you get adjusted, like, it was definitely, definitely impactful. Dope, but, dope. but then also like being able to just compete. In the city and out of the city, you know, like give that good balance. Yeah, um, like grew up playing in Millbank at first, and then I had an opportunity to play with New Heights. And New Heights, you know, obviously, you know, you're very well. Yeah, man, New Heights, player. man. I was uh, I was actually on board with New Heights when he was uh, Washington Heights Warriors. Yeah, man. Shout absolutely. Out to Nick, man, Carlos, sure. everybody, Word. man, some good people. But uh, but yeah, man. It's crazy because I was literally last night, um, because I still sit on like one of the committees, so. I was at a meeting last night where I got to go to see their new facility. They're moving to Brooklyn. I heard, yeah, I heard it was they're moving to Brooklyn, but I haven't, I haven't heard anything about like the facility. It's, they're opening up at the end of the month. This nigga Jay taking everything, man. This facility is so fucking crazy, bro. Like I'm telling, I'm like I'm sitting on this board with all these young, like they're all, it's all a bunch of young finance kids that love ball and me. So they're like, oh my gosh, this place is crazy, this place is crazy. I'm like, no, you don't fucking understand. We started at IS90, bro. Bro, we started IS90, at IS90, About 40 kids on that one court, bro. Bro. I got next. <laughs> Practice, man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, long way long. So, like, this, I mean, three full courts, turf field, wow. swimming pool, weights. Mm. Also, man, like, they always get a sport. Oh, D, man, I ain't got nothing. Part of uh, um, a strip of land that a developer bought. A developer bought, um, and part since it was like city property, he didn't buy it. He leased it. He has a ninety-nine year lease from the city. Ninety-nine year lease. Yeah. It was How does that work? This, this, is, this is crazy real estate developer shit, right? So like, it's not just the the center. This is like a bunch of land where there's townhouses. They're building like high rise. Ninety-nine year lease. That's an urban planning conversation. It absolutely is. Absolutely is. But a part of the the deal was like, you know, you have to this center this because it was like um 
but it was an armory. Okay. It used to be an armory. And it was like, this armory has to go to the community programming. So they brought in new vets as like their main tenant, and then they have a bunch of other nonprofit programs. There's a soccer program in there, there's a swimming program in there, there's a lot of educational programs in there too. But like, it's it's just crazy to see the journey and the growth of like, because obviously, I mean, you've yeah, 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 seen yeah, it from yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, onset, you know, like, as I was there from the Warriors days, yeah, too, yeah, you know, yeah, like, um, so it's, it's amazing, you know, I'm, I'm super happy for that program, because they, they've done, the, the one thing is like, and I've been around a lot of programs, and I've been able to support so many programs, which is one of the, the dope things, of the, what I love about what I do is to be able to, not just a New Heights or a Riverside or a Chose, but just New York City in general. But New Heights, from you know their their onset, like the way Nick set shit up was just a little bit different. You know, like they really kind of emphasize the student athlete. You know, which is now a term that's like taboo because I fucking hate that term because when we realize like it's a term that the NCAA set up just so they have to pay people. Yeah. yeah. Now 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 they're paying people. That's a yeah. term. Right. Now but, they're paying people. It's, yeah. It's whatever. Not really about the terms to an app. It's more about building, you know, young men and women the, that the, 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 that are and, and I agree with you because uh, the the Warriors Nick they were saying they were saying I I didn't know it was prep school up until like I started messing with the Warriors. You know? uh-huh. I didn't know what was that. Yeah. You know, like he def- he had people like an info session Not and stuff sure. like that. He was giving us that type of information. So, uh, yeah, that Not was definitely sure. a, a a model and a staple that that he pressed on and yeah. and, and look look what is you know. I was actually yeah. I was lucky. I before I got there I. I, it was right before I started there. Like I would, I got the press school opportunities. So like they didn't really push me there. But like I, everything else I've seen, like from them, is just like talked about. And like before I got there, they were the first team that really gave me the opportunity to compete on a national level and compete on like a super high level, like big stage. Like you know, like the, the guys that like the guys that I'm playing with, like are. Are pro pros like James mm-hmm. is a pro, mm-hmm. like Josh Owens a pro, Lance Thomas a, a NBA vet, like Lance Goldberg pro, uh, John Hahn pro, um, and the guys that we're playing against, these <laughs> 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 all stars like Mike Beasley, um, fucking Dwight Howard, like all, all all these guys. So like that that was a really just opportunity just to be able to show me what I needed to do just to make it to that next level. And and the different places you got to go. Exactly. Yeah. The experience. Exactly. Exactly. The experience, yes, yes. yes. Exactly. And the one thing I would also say that it exposed me to is just like show me how much of a business this is. And that's when I really started mm. thinking about like how because like the funny shit is like I always knew sports was like a business cause just because like my mom but my mom used to work in marketing for Time Warner, right? So she was a marketing director for Time Warner. So she was one of the people that like, she used to handle all the pay-per-view shit. And like, she used to like, um, she was like one of the first people that kind of introduced video on demand before that like, shit was even a thing. Mm-hmm. But like, she was the, like, and she she was such a G, but like, and she was a, a black woman that started in like, um, what they call the um, Master Control Center 
and like worked her way up through marketing and it's like she's like running the pay-per-view service and like she's like getting hooked up with like box like she would fly my my, my grandfather out to vegas to go to the boxer fights like she wow. was bro i was in i was at um the garden um for the faith of black shit at in the skybox Six what? years old in a skybox, like just like just getting hooked up. I just watched the joint the other day too. Get, wow. Getting hooked up with shit like that, like it just random. But anyhow, like that's fire, bro. Yo, but it also that's dope. Like, that's dope right there. I like that, yo, for real. Over yeah. Bar, like, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, give me all that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fire. It exposed. It exposed me yeah. to like to like just the a little bit to the because you're young, you know. Mm -hmm. But then. Exposed to the business of sports, but then like when you you go to a big ass AAU tournament and you see all these people working, and it's like these grown ass people that are here working just like and this isn't the NBA, you know you, this is all these people that are they're not doing it for free, you know for a a a, a, bas a youth basketball tournament. So and then you see, you know, we're getting back then it was it was Reebok at the time, you know all that shit top to bottom. So you start thinking like, you know. There, there's money somewhere in this, so like mm -hmm. that. That's what really, you know, that was one of the big things that kind of exposed me to that. There's opportunities off the basketball court as well. Now, how she was, you know, in big marketing, you know, top dog. So, what? When did Lloyd's carry cake come into play? Oh. Uh, before I came into play, <laughs> way before I came into play, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so way before I was around. Um, but so you know, my my dad started this business, uh, late seventies. Um, you know, after he you know transitioned out of basketball, he was actually working in um social work. So he was like working back in like the methadone clinics back when like you know when. Out shit. Bad, bad, you know, bad times bad, type shit. You know, yeah, yeah. Like the um, American Gangster. Mm. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, paid in full, paid in full type shit. Yeah, yeah. That's a little, you know, it wasn't because paid in full was more cracker. I was gonna say Scarface, Scarface, Scarface type shit. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so that's what he was doing. He was working at clinic, and then like. So before he used to like he, I don't know he loved ball. He he was a hooper, right? So he they used to have a team in West Fourth. Used to call it the Adams family, and I'm almost I can't I can't say this for certain, but I'm almost certain they won a chip or two in West Fourth. Um, at the cage. At the cage, yeah. Um, wow. And then um, you know he used to hold runs at Columbia because oh. that was actually the first like the first. Court I remember playing on, because he would always take us there to Columbia because they recruited him way back in the day, and from what he told me, it was like yo, he just got cool with the administration and they just always let him rock. Smart. smart. So, um, rubbing elbows. So we, so he used to hold runs there, and he had a crib in Harlem at the time, and he used to invite his friends after the runs to watch the Knicks game, and. The story goes. This is this is the, the story goes. goes. 
that you know he would invite them to the runs and he would start baking for them because he had this recipe that was his grandmother's recipe. So he had his grandmother's recipe that he tweaked a little bit and he would start baking cakes for them to watch the Knicks game. And after a while, they would come over like, oh, Lord, make me a cake. And this is how the story goes. Again, <laughs> my, dad, my dad is like, my dad is big, he's like being six, six, like, but it's just hard for you to picture him throwing an apron on. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough for me to envision that, but like, that's, that's how it went down. And then eventually, like, yo, you know, like, you could sell this, you know? Um. You'd be like, this is good enough, you, you could sell this. And to me, the 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 um the crazy thing is like you know like you have a product like you have you have you, you you make some merch you make a t-shirt you know right now you go online you go on a, you, somebody even you have an album like you go on a, yo buy my CD you know da, 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 go you, you, you know like it's crazy that it's the first thing that I would think the average person would think is like maybe open up a shop or like or go try to sell it person to person. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of had the foresight to say, no, 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 I'm going to the restaurants, I'm going to the coffee shops, I'm going to the supermarkets. I'm going to start this out as a wholesale business. And the first place he went to was Sylvia's in Harlem. Um, mm-hmm. He went down there to 126 and Lennox. I used to go All right, shout out to Sylvia's. Yeah, absolutely. Legendary, legendary you know, soul food spot mm-hmm. in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And he took him a sample, like, you know, this is what I do, you know, have this, you know, give it to your people, let me know what you think. And... Way he tells it, you know, he got home. By the time he got home, they were calling his phone, asking for another one. Um, you know, and then it, it's it's funny, you know, because he went to my mom and he's like, you know, like I'm thinking about starting this business. You know, you don't want to start selling kids. She's like, you bake? <laughs> oh, she didn't even know. Yeah, she's like, you, you bake. Um, and then you know, it, like they got together, and um, so she. Like, she grew up in the apartment building I live now, right? So it's like, you know, they, um, I, you know, like, it's funny, like, I grew up east on the east side, and you know, it's a, it's a tough neighborhood, but I'm, I'm, well, I'll keep it above with you. I, I have been very lucky and very fortunate to have a great family around me that had, you know, a lot of foresight, that had a lot of business acumen. So, like, my grandparents, they came from Costa Rica. You know, my grandfather came from Costa Rica and he moved to the Bronx, winds up moving to this spot in Harlem. You know, starts mm-hmm. building up a family and he winds up building the, buying the building. So, you know, we have the apartment building there and then he was lucky enough, you know, he approached my mom and was like, you know, I need a space and they started baking out of the basement of my apartment building. So the apartment that I live in now, the basement got built. Mm. And started going legacy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and like square one, basically. Yeah. So, so now let me ask you. So, when you was younger, um, did you get to see your father? Like, was you in the store, baby? Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like, uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, I was it's funny. I just did. I was talking to somebody else about this. Like, I got pictures of me like rolling around with sugar and flour, <laughs> pots and even, pans and shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Even when I was older, like, you know, that was like my first job, you know, I worked the shop on the weekends or even after school, like I, I would more like, I wouldn't be more in the kitchen. I would be more like on the truck. So mm. like I was always, oh, he would pick me up at the school and we had to go on the route, you know, like we, I gotta go drop these cakes off, collect the money, give them the money and we going from restaurant to restaurant, you know, even in the summer times, like, um, you know, I, there was a point where he was like, he got a driver 
and he was either in the crib or at the shop, and he had me on the truck in the summertime. It was a hot ass truck, yeah. just going from restaurant to restaurant, hospitals, coffee shops, you know. Just I can imagine you doing homework as you're dropping off cakes and shit like yeah, that, right? Yeah, 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 type yeah, shit, well, yeah. You know, the homework I probably wasn't. <laughs> 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 well, we was getting to that bag, I know that much. That's it was like, part. it was, it was like, it was, because it instilled a lot of business. That desire, that hunger, just to be able to like. And our people, the young kids, we need to see that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so like watching your dad own his own business, build equity, being homeowners, and, progr like, so and progress. Exactly. You're a young adult, your frequency is different. Even to be able to go to an eight-year-old like here, count this. So you have that yeah. kind of, type of flow to how you know yeah. how to count bread and how to do this, have yeah. Bills all in this, your bills need to be this way, mm -hmm. organized like this, mm -hmm. that, and the other. Stack your money, my man's word type shit, so yeah. Like that. At an early age, that's awesome. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> fight is about to break out. <laughs> it's cool, man. Um, but nah, yeah. So like, I mean, I. I'm forever grateful for, you know, just number one, what they've been able to, to provide for me. Like just keeping above, they're still providing for me. Like my parents are my, both my parents are gone, but they're still providing for me to this day. Um and literally, they're literally still putting money in my pocket to this day. Like I I, I would be the first person to tell you my dad would never let me like oh your dad I need money for much. Here's eight dollars, man. My father's still putting money in my pocket to this day. And also like this and this, like I can't I can't thank them enough for, for what they, they did to set me up, you know? You know what's crazy? I always have like this uh, comment. I always say that uh, a parent mm. uh, a parent shouldn't be the ones to uh, to bury their kids. I always say it's supposed to be kind of like the other way around. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because, um, yes, they transition, but look at so much they installed in you. So, like, yeah. you, could, you know. So, they still here. So, they. Even though they they still hit and they're right with you moving forward, you know, and that I think you know that's that's powerful, you know what you just said right now. They 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 still helping me out, man. You know, like they they still holding me down. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, and I, I just think you know, uh, I just I just think that's powerful, man. And I, I'm sure that they're they're proud, man. They, they I hope so. No, no, no. Nah, no, they're proud. They no, no, it's not a hope so, brother. It, it's not a, and I hope so, man. man. They are, man. They are, man. So, so now, uh, because of, uh, of the transition, you know, you you, you kind of took on uh, a bigger role in the yeah. family business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it was just um, something that had to be done. You know, like, um, Very tough time, tough period, tough tough day. It's, it's still seems like yesterday. You know, my, my we lost we lost my my pops. Um, I was young, we could, and I didn't feel young, but I was I was very young at the time. I was eighteen, nineteen. I was my freshman year of college. Um, you know, and it was it was tough because like, you know, he put the ball in my hands. You know, and like he kind of got to see my journey through high school and prep school and like. He would always be at the games. My my dad my dad was always at Dykeman. He was he he literally introduced Dykeman to me like um because by the time like we moved we moved from the east side so we have a crib 
fucking Yonkers, right? Not far from Riverdale. Like, literally two blocks out of the city. We're like the second block of Yonkers. But, like, going uptown, we would always stop on the way to the crib. So, like, he loved stopping to watch. He always, he loved, not even just that, but he loved fall in general. Just but, hoops, hoops. but that was just, like, it was just such a easy stop, you know, on the way home. Mm -hmm. um, but he was always the one that would just be outside the gate. Outside the gate. It's funny. Um, yeah, just watching outside the gate because he, he, he wasn't always there for for the antics and that that to me that was that was what it, that's what made it great you know yeah, and especially yeah. when we were coming up like that was to me that was a golden age that was a golden age well, like, yeah he just wanted to watch hooping yeah you yeah, would see him on the gate you know um but so many legendary nights there oh my gosh that's and that could be a whole different podcast yeah, 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 so yeah, that's a whole different um but what's he talking about um, um so that you uh, someone pops yeah so. Oh yeah, so um, yeah, yeah, so we lost him when I was a uh, freshman, so I, it was just tough because, you know, he didn't really, he got to see me, you know, commit to Manhattan and the scholarship and see all that work come to fruition, but he never even got to see me play a game, you know, by the time, by the time, you know, like, I was, that was a tough year too, because like I was coming, from practice and going to the hospital. And like, yo, I had eight points today, dad. It's like, he can't even, you know, there were a lot, of, like, he, it's crazy because he had, he had, he was dealing with kidney failure back in the day. And the crazy shit about, the, the thing about, I love about my parents, I mean, it's just like the, the bond and the connection and the love. Like my mom, number one, she's been holding him down from the job, even from the business. Like, like, okay, yeah, you need a spot, let's bake in the basement. Like, oh, you need help? Let me make these calls to, to sell the cakes and get you more clients. Get you started up. You, you're, you're sick? Let me give you my kidney. My mom gave my father her kidney. As a donor, as a... As a... Just crazy. Wow. Um, and... So that happened like when I was bachelor. Not for nothing, bro. Shout out to your parents. Wow, respect, bro. That was wild, wild respect right there, bro. Wow. That's 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 wow. real. That's, that's heavy. That's 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 real. Um But yeah, so and they were they were good and they were great and then he went They were best friends. Yeah, and they he was and the the the, the he was healthy after that too. He was good. He was in a better place, and then he wound up getting an injury uh, while he was working. Got cut, got an infection, and then it led to a lot of different complications. And then, long story short, we wound up losing him. So then, you know, my mom leaves her job, and she has built a career for herself at this point. And. Um, you know, she's like, you know, he's built this, you know, we got to keep this going. So she leaves Time Warner and she's, you know, and she did wow. such an amazing job. Like, I mean, there was, the business was, the business was built and the business was strong by the time she kind of took things over. But what she did for the brand, for the brand of Lloyd's Carrot Cake, tremendous. I mean, like, and you see it now, like. If you if you drive by our spot on uh, the week before Thanksgiving, why's that line? It's crazy. Down the block. Crazy. Down crazy. the block. Line down the block. Even it's crazy. Um, 
like I was I talking about um, my girl and her son, um, and she she calls it the spot in Tribeca called Bubby's, right? This is like bougie ass front spot, like it's like thirty dollar pancakes. Yeah, full food shishi. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> good good food, right? Thirty dollar pancakes, some shit. But it's like good brunch, right? So we're down there, we're down there on a Saturday or some shit like that, Sunday or something like that, and like it's the three of us. And it's this group of this group of little white girls sitting at the table next to us, right? So he's like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, come on, let's go to the bathroom, right? So I get up, right? And he gets up. And these girls are like, oh, I like your hoodie. And I got like, I think I had like some kids shit on or some Supreme shit on. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. And he's got a Lloyd's Carrot Cake little, <laughs> he's got a Lloyd's Carrot Cake kids hoodie on. And they're like, yeah, I like your hoodie. I love Lloyd's. I'm like, wait, what? You took it, like yo, we're in Tribeca right now. Like these, oh, these random ass little white girls. Like powerful, it's, it's right? So that's powerful. And that shit blew my mind, man. Like, and it's crazy to see where the brand has has gone and grown to. So I mean, that's when you talk about legacy, like mm -hmm. that's, that's legacy right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's dope, man. That's oh man, beloved. Go ahead, beloved. I need a. Oh, this is a powerful story. This see. Um, I appreciate that the fact that you're willing to be so yeah, candid yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, definitely, um, definitely. about that. Um, so outside of your mom building the brand and making it a household name for generations to come, um, and the fact that she was such a high-powered executive as a black woman, I'd say, what, this was the 90s? Yeah, 90s. Yeah, 90s to the early 2000s. So that's deep, right? So for her as a black woman to navigate that corporate uh, lifestyle in the 90s and ascend, black women are different, yo. That's a fact. You know? That's a fact. So aside from her business acumen, what was she like as just a human? It's an individual, yeah. She was... My mom was like, it's funny, she was like tough, but sweet and funny and approachable and like beautiful. Um, and it's like, you, you hear all these people that talk about her now to me, it's like, even clients, it's like, I, I have clients who are like, you know, like, your mother, like, she, she, she commanded, I have this one client, I don't know if you guys know Amy Roos, Amy Roos, yeah, 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 yeah. and they're like one of our long-time clients, and they, um, you know, we have a great relationship with those guys, and, you know, I love those owners, it's funny, Amy Roos is like, good soul food, owned by a couple of Jewish guys, but, Jewish people own Amy Roos? Yeah, they're good dudes, though, but so, look at the name, Roos, that's just, no, I'm, 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 Nah, so initially it was initially it was um uh, it was a it was a black guy that owned it and then he he got some financial trouble and then I think they so bought they bought it from him and they've been running it for like maybe like 10, 15 years now they do a great job and they're, they're great people they're they're great guys um but they they the um the, the main owner is a, a a father and son and mm -hmm. the father is very close to my mom and he I was on the phone with him the other day he was like you know your mom commanded every room that she walked in like. She may not have been the youngest woman in the room. She may not have been the prettiest woman in the room, but like she was definitely she she had she captivated every room, and she was she was approachable. She was able to talk to anybody, you know, and she was 
very smart, you know, and very um, capable. You know, this is a, a, a girl that, excuse me, a woman that, um, you know, uh, migrated to the city um, from Costa Rica at 10 years old. You know, learned English and put herself through school. Went to high school here. A full, uh, not my sister went to Randolph. She went to um, Washington Urban. Went to City College. Um, initially studied nursing and got into the cable industry. You know, it was all kind of the onset. And you know, and yeah, and then when she took over the business, you know, it's like, you know, she took that marketing acumen and also like had just such. Um, just uh, skills uh, she had a skill and like she had just like uh, a sense for customer service Etiquette. Like, she really really she did her best to kind of satisfy everybody um, and there's so many times where like we'll be closed and she'll be in there working and the gate will be down and it was not it was never no it was always like you know, what do you need? How can I help you? What can we do? You know, and like when she passed like that, that day, you know, when my dad passed, it's almost like a little more expected because like he was in the hospital for a while, but it was so sudden and like, it was just like such a shift that it just, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm still fucked up over that shit to be quite honest. Cause like, it's a new normal. It is. And the fact that like, not only did she pass, but like, you know, this business is just, falls in your lap yeah you know like, like, it's, like it's your turn now basically yeah, yeah. And it's not even just like it's your turn it's just like it's like there's so much to do you know and it's like you can't even really process that you lost your mom because like you gotta keep going get the business going and yeah. flow yeah like yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's like like I, I left the hospital when i went to the shop because it was like you gotta make these cakes or whatever at the know, end of the day it's not even we gotta make these. it's right yeah it's that day it was like the kicks are made, like, all right, my mom is gone. Are we gonna are we gonna be open tomorrow? Like are, are we gonna open these doors tomorrow? And it's like this doesn't feel right. We probably shouldn't be open t t tomorrow. But then on the flip side, it's like we got all these cakes here, like we can't just throw all this shit out. We got all these orders that people need to pick up. Like so it's like having to make those decisions and, and like having to try to be there for my sister because she was uh, you know, they were they were so close. They were so close and it was like let me give her her time to, you know, to process and things like that. So, like, it's been a tough year. So, that leads me to ask you. I have to ask you this. Yeah. How do you deal? Because one thing that me and Kev talk about, black men and mental health, emotional health, um, processing trauma appropriately. Um, yeah, because like, you, you still have you is. It's been what since December, I believe. December, yeah. It's I, still and, fresh, and I bet you, you still haven't processed it. Nah. You still haven't had the chance to really like nah. sit down because I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Yeah. I gotta, and I, I'll ask, I'm asking you that because I'll say this to you guys and on this platform. I go to therapy. Yeah. Um, because there was some things I couldn't figure out on my own. I'm like, I tried to figure it out on my own. So I'm like, maybe I need to try something that I'm not used to. And there's a lot of black men like you, like me, like Kev, who have dealt with shock, who have dealt with trauma. Like, 
Losing parents, that's a shock, that's well, a trauma. For sure, for sure. And nah, I mean, I, 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 I wish I could say, you know, that that I'm there and that I, I, I've taken that, those steps mm -hmm. for myself. Um, I wish I could say that I, I can't say that I have yet. Not mm -hmm. to say that I'm opposed to it, not to say mm -hmm. that I have any negative connotations towards it, but like, when you're ready, and, and I, I've recognized that that's something that I think would be beneficial to me, especially all the shit that I've been through. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. It's no, just, no, yeah. I, I was, a, I, I was, a, I, I did have my therapist, but uh, throughout COVID, I ended up a other story, man. Uh, but I, I'm in the process of finding a new one. But yeah, man, uh, we deal with so much. Um, yeah, cause that's that's not something you can walk off. You know? No, yeah, no, matter, no amount of working out or shoe. Cause I, I used to say basketball is my therapy. I would just go, but it's not. It's, it's but it's, it gives you an escape for just a little bit. Cause once you don't shoot on that hoop, you, yeah. you gotta walk somewhere, and then, yeah. and then you're right back to reality. You know? So no, nah, that's for sure. So yeah, that's for sure. No, and it's it's definitely on the radar. You know, and it's 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 crazy. It wasn't it, honestly. Cause I'm I'm like I'm the biggest whole fan. Like I am a huge whole fan. So when like he dropped four 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 and started yeah. talking, oh my, oh you talking about Jay Z? Oh, oh yeah, yo, what? Oh my goodness! Apologizing, yo, yo, I'm talking about all those concepts and shit like that. It's like you know, like like just not to say that he normalized it, mm -hmm. but like mm -hmm. just you know, like giving that stamp to say it's it's okay to to. To self care, yeah. To brought it to the light, basically, type. You know, and, um, and also, you know, just like uh, having conversations. Yeah, just just, just talking. This is probably the most right. I've talked about. This this real feel, really feels really therapeutic right here. It like, is therapeutic, dog. Don't worry, we gonna get a drink. You and me after all this extra stuff, we are gonna meet you. Me. Oh wait, what's up? <laughs> but nah, it's 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 tough to because you know like. Talk. We have to talk. Number one, like obviously we're men, and you know, like there's especially growing up. Bro, know, they lied to us, bro. They lied. They told you you couldn't have feelings. You could, bro. Especially I in New York, I'm you know, like, you know, toughest like, city in the world. Exactly. Everybody's cutting that. Toughest city in the world, man. Toughest city in the world, bro. I kid you I not. I remember one time. It's funny, like you said, because I remember one time I was walk, I was walking on block, you know, like the one bakery is right around the corner from the crib, right? Mm -hmm. now. My mom. Call me and she's like, "Why are you walking around with this tough, mad face on? What you, what you got to be mad about? Like, put a smile on your face, like." And like, looking back, like I see what she was saying, like, you know, motherfuckers is blessed, you know, yeah. like, but like, you know, growing up, especially competing in basketball and mm -hmm. being in New York City and being in town and just New York you know, in general, you just, man. You just gotta have that. That exterior, that hard, you know, because it's like <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. somebody's gonna pull your card or try to press you, or yeah. like, it's like, because, you know, like, you're, I'm not pussy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so now let me actually be, um, you getting into sports marketing, did that come from like your mother's marketing background, or it was something that you just gauged it to kind of like Um. I don't know, it's weird because like, growing up, like, I was always around ball, and I always knew I loved ball, but like, my dad was always like, oh, he was always like, yo, have a backup, have a backup plan, have a backup plan, have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. 
So and I'm sorry. So your dad always told you have a backup. Have a backup plan. Good. You hear that? Wow. Wow. Have a backup plan. Okay. Go ahead. But the one thing I'll say to that is like, the kids that I do see that make the fucking league are the kids that like fuck the backup plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, kids so, that so, are like, it's 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 there's a balance there. Okay. Because right? okay, okay. it's like, like, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking the backup plan. Backup plan. <laughs> but like. The, 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 the kids are like, nah, this is it. This is what we're doing. Only. And a lot of times also, it's, it's not, these aren't the only kids that make a lead, but a lot of times, you know, my, my dad, my dad was always the one that was like, you know, have a backup plan. But like I was saying was, you know, and you should definitely have a backup plan. Like, you know, like they say the NBA is like the elite, the elite, the 1% of the 1%. Mm -hmm. But the kids that do make it, to me, a lot of those kids are like the kids that, I like fuck the backup plan. Like this is what it is. Like this is what we're doing. You know, like, and it's tough because like anything you you do, you kind of have to have both feet in. Yeah. You know. Ten toes down. You know. Um. So not to say that that's what helped me back. You know. But like. Um. Yeah. But anyway. Um. And like I said before, you know, I always kind of saw that there was a bigger business around sports. So coming up, you know. My two things were like, oh, I gotta either work for the NBA or I gotta work for Nike. I gotta work for NBA or work for Nike. Yeah, Nike was everybody's dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. And, and it's, it's, if I may, it's powerful that we're having this conversation because when I first came to New York, um, both of you have a lot to do with my creative journey getting started in New York, but keep going. Yeah, um, but again, even those jobs are like those jobs are very tough to come by. But like I knew, you know, I knew I just wanted to be around the game. Like I love basketball, I love the game. So like, and I saw, I saw what my dad did in terms of taking ownership and building for self. Um, and I saw what my mom did in terms of navigating the business world. And you know, I wanted to get in that space. Um, so. You know, after college, I had the opportunity to, to hoop uh, in South America for a little bit. You know, that was was super brief. Like, that, that overseas grind, again, that could be a whole different podcast. You know, it's a grind that people don't understand that that is a grind. Um, and it just wasn't the path, you know. So, like, I came back. I started coaching. I was coaching with New Edge for a while. Even all throughout school, I was coaching. I was actually coaching with Riverside Church. I started coaching my freshman year. Um, so I, that whole time, I actually thought that was going to be my path. But then, like, I don't know, like, number one, that's a fucking grind. Coaching is a Coaching grind. Is a grind. Coaching, Raising yeah. other people's kids oh, is a grind. You got to talk to them. You got to do math. Yeah. I want to walk away from the coaching game. I have so much respect for coaching, number one. And I miss you it. You got to take I really bullshit. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it so much. But, like, I was like, you know, I'm going to be a college coach. You know, I, I want to coach college. Because, like, to me, that's the thing. It was like, yo. Do I want my job to be dictated whether these motherfuckers hit shots or not? You know? And then it's like, I go back to like, the first, after my, after my dad passed, you know, we, um, I was coaching at Riverside, we held uh, a tournament at Manhattan College called the Lloyd Adams Memorial. We only had it one year, um, but like I ran a tournament as a fundraiser for my team so that like, we could go to nationals. And that gave me my first taste. That was like, oh, maybe this is what I want to do. Maybe I want to get in this space, like event organizing, things like that. Um, so, but the whole time I'm coaching, I just wanted to do things to be around basketball because that's what I love. Um, and 
the whole time I'm coaching, and then, um, you know, I got connected with Kenny uh, from Dykeman. And I've always been around Dykeman. Again, I've been going there for the longest, you know, from when I was a kid. I've been playing from when I was a kid, but it was around 2010 to 2011. Yeah, shout out to my old head. That's, that's, that's. That's big bro, like that's, that's fucking family right there, that's my guy, and I, I got so much love for that man, just cause like, he's, he's just such a genuine person, and he just like, number one, he's, he's such a hard worker, he's mad smart, he's, he's super approachable, he knows to navigate so many spaces, like he, he can, he can command respect in the fucking middle of the jungle, and the middle of the boardroom. You know, mm. which is like that's true. That, that's I've tough. seen that. That I've dichotomy that. is like just that, yeah. crazy. That's true. Um, and like you know, I I was coaching. I, I might have been with New Heights, or I might have been Riverside at the time. I can't remember, but uh, we had a sixteen game, and then like I was just talking to him after, and I'm like, you know, we were talking about jerseys and shirts like that. I'm like, you know, who does this? Who does that? And then I started coaching, like, yo, you know, like. Who's doing your social? Who's doing your social media stuff? He's like social media, like we talking about. Yeah, that's not and, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yo. And at the time, it was like 2011. So this is like before Instagram had started, but it wasn't really popular. It wasn't so, popular. So my focus was like Twitter. So I'm like, yo, you need to get this platform on Twitter. Like, it's great that you got 2,000 people in this park every night. But think about the 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 people that can't make it to the park that needs to have access to this platform. To see it, yeah. So he's like, oh, uh, you know, all right, let's do it. So I'm like, all right, well, all I need is to be on the sideline. Let me have my computer, you know, my phone, and, you know, let's get me into your Twitter, you know. And then from there, you know, like we just started doing like... Twitter fucking um, contests, mm -hmm. trivia shit, started live tweeting games, things like that. Then we started building the Instagram platform. And then lucky enough, like that was the lockout year. So it was 2011, so that was like the year everybody was pulling up. KD's pulling up to the park, Michael Beasley pulling up to the park, and the other. Kai, but they didn't let that game go by when it came with, uh Kyrie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, was, that was 13. That was 2013. Remember what happened? Yeah. Remember, yeah. That's the yeah. conversation. Yeah, but that KD one was crazy, was though, crazy. man. That yeah, game was crazy, bro. That KD. And he won the game. Like, he was wilding the yeah. whole time. And, and, and Mike Beasley ended up slapping that fan. Mike Beasley, my guy. Yeah, that's crazy. Mike Beasley, my guy, though. Mike Beasley, my guy, though. I like yeah. Mike Beasley, man. Yeah. He cool, man. Yeah. He ever had a ring? Did he want a ring? No, he didn't win a ring, so. right? I don't, I don't think so. Um, But... But yeah, so then yeah. from there he was like he was feeling it, he was loving it, and like he, I don't know, we always kind of just connected. Like he, like I literally saw him phone him yesterday. Like he'll just, we can go yeah, weeks of <laughs> weeks of shit, and he'll just call me. Like he'll call me to check up on shit. Like and like it, it got to the point where it's like you know, and the other thing was like I used to see that you know because for a while shit when I was around it was pro kids, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know, though, I, had, I had a size, they gave me a size 9 when I wore Like skippies? Like skippies? Just? No, oh, no, it was basketball the, skippies. They had the pro kids, pro kids, pro kids, pro kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound like Converse. By around that time, they, they got the swoosh. And now mm. it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, this yeah. might be an avenue to, like, explore type mm. shit. Um, so then, like, after a while, I'm like, you know, like, how does it work with your 
partnerships and sponsorships and things like that. So then eventually, like, I got to the point where it's like, I'm helping out with his presentations and his decks. And like, he's taking me into these meetings, uh, to the Nikes, to the Rock Nations, you know, and I'm putting these, these sponsorship opportunity decks together for him. Um, and like, that's stuff that I'm super grateful for. Cause like, he was like, all right, well, he has these skill sets to, to work this, like, you know, this, digital stuff, you know, this computer stuff and this graphics and, and these decks and these presentations. And then on the flip side, like I'm watching him navigate through um, just these relationships and these partnerships and to see, you know, the growth over because that it's now it's the actually crazy thing about it. it's now ten years that we've been working together now. And to see that the growth over that ten year, you know, span and to I mean I've been a, around the program for 15, 20 years, and just to think that he's been in the game 30 years is crazy. Yeah. But like he, that that was a, a, a relationship that I'm forever grateful for because like, that's my guy. And it, it's crazy because like, he, like he really values, you know, the opinions of others. And he's like, he's, he's, he's built so much stake in the game, but like he's, He's super humble for that, for, for having so much stature, mm -hmm. you know, to, to say like, like, cause the biggest thing that, that, that he does is he gives the platform that he built out to other, other people. people. Yeah. That, people, and what gets me upset is that people don't see that. It's the craziest shit. People do not see that. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like, and this is like the biggest streetball platform in the world. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, here, you do this. You know, you handle this. Even like the shit that you're doing with, with the youth and the, and the mm -hmm. kids and everything like that. It's like, like, yo, like, listen, like, be the commissioner. It's almost like, what do you, it's always, what do you want to do? Like, mm -hmm. You know, as, as long as it makes sense, it's like, all right, run with it. And like, you know, I'm. Yeah, that's, a, that's something, um, I'm talking about Kenny. That's what. That's something. Uh, I, I, shit, I call that. I call Kenny Pops, man. If you go to, I always say this, man. Um, in FDA, man, like he's my guardian. Like he signed off on the paperwork. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like moms. It wasn't pops. It was Ken Stevens signed. Nah, he, I believe it because there 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 were kids. There are kids that I've. <laughs> I've had, I've had to see him do it for where I've been, you know, so I, I believe it. You know, so he I did, so um, that's it. one thing, you know, I got I got so much good stuff to say about him, but like going back to what you're saying, like him having this platform and be like, yo, like, if it's going to be something that you're going to continue impacting the, the youth and it's going to make sense. Yeah, he definitely opened his door. You see so many other people just like they have a platform and they're like this. Yeah, yeah no, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but now nah, forever indebted and forever grateful to him because like he, he, he put me in a lot of rooms that like are tough to get into and that I wouldn't have access to otherwise. And not to say that there weren't a lot of late nights putting shit together and being on the phone with him and and getting shit done for him. But like, um, and the other thing was like it was like I don't know, it was just like. A natural connection because I never really asked him for shit. I never really asked for anything like, never asked for money or anything like that. I was just like, let me figure out how I can help grow this and build this because you see the potential, you see the opportunity and the growth that's there. So like, and I really hope that 
at a certain point he gets I mean, he's gotten so many flowers but hey I really hope I know he gets what he deserves and I hope that it you know the the true vision comes to, to fruition um and like you say you call him pops I call him coach and like I he, he's never coached me a day in his life on the court but you know in so many different aspects he coaches coach you in life yes that's thank you yes 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 I always call him coach a coach in life that's awesome um, but, and you know basketball that's another thing about basketball like I, I've had an opportunity to to build so many relationships with so many people through the game that just like I like an older generation that have a different outlook but also have you know connections and like I, w I wouldn't have that if it, if it wasn't for basketball and I, mm. I mean obviously you know Kenny together but like there's so there are countless other people that I can, I, can, I can name and rattle off um, but in terms of getting into you know marketing and sports marketing like yeah, that 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 the Dykeman platform was definitely critical and big and essential and then um, you know from there I started working with Models um, so I was uh, on their marketing team um, so I was kind of handling community management so um, and that was really dope because like I got to see you know um, marketing from like a regional level but also on the retail side. Like it gave me my first real kind of retail experience because I was never really the one to be like I was always into sneakers and shit, but I wasn't the one with like a Foot Locker job or like be on like, the floor. Hey, welcome to Foot Locker. How can you yeah. do? Oh. So like I, it, it was cool to kind of learn the inside of the retail business, but also it's like Models is like and R.I.P. to Models. Yes, um, yes, they went out of thing. Even yeah. they're, they're back now. They're only doing like online shit, and it's mm. like owned by like a a holding company which is different but like you know like they had sponsorships with the Yankees and the yeah. Nets and, and the, the Mets Knicks, everything and, yeah and, you know like Models was a, a a big brand in New York City Rangers like, everything yeah you know like like I remember running like they they had the mics like when you go on yeah. their release day like you can go get some shit in Models Models had it um so like to be able to be able to kind of be around pro sports and pro sponsorships and things like that and also be retail and also it's a family run business so it was like that that really gave me like a, a like just like a, a hodgepodge of a lot of different aspects of the business um which is cool and you know i was still kind of still you know i'm always you know dykeman adjacent i would say uh, and then a few other organizations that i'm adjacent to we talked about new heights and then a few others but um, then from there, I started working with Game Seven, um, and you know, Game Seven. They're a you know, they're a boutique marketing agency that they've been in the game of just about ten years, um, and they, you know, a lot of people know them, a lot of people don't, but like they, um, they're kind of like the behind the scenes team that powers a lot of just a lot of shit that goes on in the sports landscape. So like it gave me the opportunity to work directly with partners like Nike and Jordan um, and Foot Locker um, because like they're they're the team that you know like if Nike has a marketing plan and they want to execute something where they touch the streets you know like they'll come up with a brief and then they'll send it over to those guys you know and like you know like let, let's let's plan against this brief like let, let's bring this brief to life to make this plan and build this and, and and make this you know make this real make this tangible make this you know if i have these dunks that are coming out like how can we 
execute against these dunks? How can we, you know, whether it's a sneak release or whether it's like um, like an on-site activation, whether it's something on social. Um, so it was, the thing about that job was like, number one, it was really just give you access to like some of the biggest brands in the world, like to yeah. be in meetings at Nike headquarters or be running NBA All-Star Weekend shit. Um, so like, you know, it was cool, it was dope. Um, and it also was like, you got to learn a lot. Like, I, it was funny because I, at that point I was almost, I was looking at um, graduate programs and um, school is like, my, my parents are so big on education, but also school, to me, school, education and healthcare are two of the biggest rackets mm. <laughs> in, in America. Healthcare because like, education is super important, but like there's no reason why that shit needs to be fucking a quarter million dollars. <laughs> to, edu to, ed to educate and to further others, yeah. I tell everybody, my graduate degree in marketing was the University of New York City. You know, like... Yay, yay. I would say like my time in G seven was like I, I did learn a lot like uh, uh there was a lot a lot of a lot of political shit that happened and everything like that but that's like with any job obviously yeah. <laughs> but like you did learn a lot just in terms of how to navigate these big multi billion dollar conglomerates mm -hmm. you know um and how to approach these people um and how to interact and how to engage and how to you know um keep clients happy and and make sure that everybody um can reach success and understand what success looks like for these people because success for this team may not be what success is for this team or whatever so um but yeah i mean that was you know that was great because we were doing projects like you know obviously new york versus new york which was which was great um and we we're doing like a lot of sneaker releases we we're doing like a lot of nba all-star stuff and and it's not even just in new york city like we we're flying all over the country and just so it was, a, it was a cool job. It was a very, very taxing, very taxing job. Agency it's like, life is taxing. Agency life is very taxing because it's like there, there is no work-life balance at all, <laughs> at all. Like if, if something needs to be done, it has to be done. I mean, you know, because you, I mean, you had an opportunity to. Yeah, man. You know, uh, um, going back to that, uh, I was talking, I was touching on, touching on it earlier, man. Uh, BA, BA gave me an opportunity, you know. Um, to, to kind of like wet my toes with uh, with game seven and kind of like get into like uh, this experimental, you know, uh, activation and marketing and just having me in that space, you know, uh, really kind of like had my brain going into uh, kind of like what I really could do. Mm -hmm. And I am forever um, I say it again. I say this again. I am forever grateful you did that because I'm noticing not many people would do what you did. At the Most end, people won't. I'm a I'm being honest. I'm being because even my transition with uh trying to get out of education, I'm not asking. I'm not begging anybody. Y'all like. Bro, I'm gonna do the job because for me, I like the one. I like to learn, and most I, I work, bro. That's, I'm right. good with that. I was a goddamn small point though. I had to outwork everybody, right, sure. but I see that not many people are willing to kind of. Uh, let me put on my boy for the simple fact that I believe that he could do the task, and I know that it's not gonna come back to me and. 
I'm gonna lose my position or anything like that, you know. Right. So for me, I'm I'm till this till this day, I'm still for, forever grateful you threw me that alley. Not for Cause sure. Cause you ain't didn't have to throw me that alley. Nah, for sure. <laughs> and you know, I I would say that's one of the things I'm most grateful about my time there was to be able to. Uh, and I, I don't want to sound bad, but like to be able to reach down and pull people up and put people on, like that was one of the first things, especially like when we're running these. Cause we used to run like a lot of big scale events, you know, like uh, uh, NBA All Star Weekend. Like there was this one we we did All Star in 2019 in Charlotte, where we took over a museum, um, the Mint Museum in Charlotte. Nike took took the whole museum over five floor museum, gutted everything, built a court on the bottom level, and each floor was a different type. They had a you know two K lounge. They were doing like shooting events and everything. Yeah. All kinds of shit. So like when we're we're hiring staffing and brand ambassadors and things like that I'm like I look at my when you talk about journeys I look at my journey and my path and you know all it is took to get here and not here mm. and it's like I, I'm looking around and I'm like wow why do all these people look like this you know and why like in in something that's such a, a basketball space or like like why why aren't there people like that actually played basketball yeah <laughs> like you know like, actually outside you're actually like, good at, at it or something at, yeah. at, at like you know like they're, they're, they're so i have i have a ton of friends that work with the nba i have a, a at this point i have a lot of friends that work in the league office there are so many fucking people in the league office that like that Don't. got cut from jv and i'm not i'm not saying that you have to be nice to play ball but like well you can't be playing jv as a junior you know like just to have just it, no, you can't. Could it be at least a sophomore down, freshman? You know, and I feel like a lot of what I did, you know, I, I did a lot of, like my, and at that job at least, I wore a lot of different hats. I did a lot of different stuff. But one of the things I did a lot was authenticating shit. Like a brand like a Jordan or a Nike or a Full or whoever, right? Like they, when they want to, you know, garner impressions or make an impact like they don't want their shit to come off phony so when they have an agency that's like really building the plan out you know and there's a bunch of people that don't really look like us you know they they kind of need that person like yo yeah. like is this you were the culture hit? guy is this gonna hit like does are this you make sure sense? and i'm not saying that i was the only one but yeah. like you know like so like to me it's like i look at my journey it's like why does it take so long for people like us to get in that position. Church. So like while I'm here Church. for whether it's a day, a week, a month, a year, you know, like let me try to put on as many people as I can. And Church. I mean, I'm not gonna drop names, but it doesn't end with you, you know? And there are plenty of people that like, you know, it's like, I know, I see your grind and I see what you're doing. I see what you're trying to accomplish. Like here, let me help while I can. And that's just kind of the nature of that's kind of the nature of New York City basketball community, you know. And as 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 competitive as it is, you know, like because there's there's just a competitive nature of basketball, right? Like even you going back to cash, right? Like, like we, to our relationship started as competitors because you know you compete on the court, mm -hmm. but like at this point, it's like how do we continue to go together? Because it's like, um. You know, it's like let's support each other because you know we we come from where we come from. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. it's like 
if we not gonna take care of each other, who the fuck is? Yeah. Who is? Because it's cold out here in these streets, yeah. and it's cold in these businesses. The fucking offices too, you know. It's yeah. like we talk about business before, like somebody's ready to take advantage of anybody, you know. So like, again, I say that. Uh, that's you know, I, I was I was grateful for the opportunity to to kind of you know bring you in, and I was grateful that you killed it and, and did your thing. You know? Nah, man. Seriously, man. Forever grateful for that. So, uh, B, before we wrapped up, so what? What you got coming up, man? What are some things that you're working on? So, obviously, the business, the family business, is is, is big. We mm -hmm. getting ready for a big Q4, a big holiday season. It was always big. Um, you know, I'm still trying to stay adjacent. You know, to basketball and to you know what I love. I mean, obviously, I have mad love for the family business. So, I don't want that to get yeah, in trouble. For sure, for sure, yeah. But like you know, I've spent the better part of ten years trying to build a career in sports, um, and so I still deal with uh, a fair amount of clients that you know uh, I deal with on you know freelance basis. Even before I started at Game Seven, I started a company called Point Forward Sports Marketing. Cool. So that's where you know that's how I kind of started you know my work okay. through. Um, with a few different clients, so you know we we do work with sponsorships, event activation, um, branding, um, talent management. Um, so like I've been blessed to kind of, you know, I've had a few projects, you know, that I've had my hands in this past year. Um, you know, I I'm always weary about what I share, <laughs> what I want to share. Um, Whatever you can. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I've been lucky to have you know to be able to work with. You know, I've had I don't know. It's I've been lucky to have a few different projects. You've had some things. I've, 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 had, I've had yeah, and I've had yeah. some. I've definitely had some wins this year yeah. for sure. I've had a few good wins this year, and it's been a tough balance because you know like this business is all encompassing, um, but also it's like. You know, there's opportunity out there, and again, like we were talking about, it's like it's not only about like, um, you know, working with these clients and these partners to to put money in my pocket to grow my business, but like these turn into opportunities to help, um, you know, other young people grow or other platforms grow. Even like we were talking about Zay earlier, like you know, I had the opportunity to get close with him and kind of like help him. Just try to, I guess, focus with what he's doing with his brand, mm -hmm. um, and you know he's he's done such a great job. Like his whole crew is just, I'm so just in awe of what they've been able to build, and especially now with all this nil stuff. Like this is a time where they really need yeah. to be um, maximizing that. Yeah, and not just him, but like you know all these kids, like all this nil stuff, like. These kids need to be taking advantage of it because, like, you gotta strike while it's iron's hot, and you gotta capitalize. You gotta capitalize, and it's tough when you're 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, especially when you're in college. You know, you're on campus. You gotta worry about ball because that's what got you here. That's you know, that's the the focal point. Most of these kids are trying to get onto pro pro careers. They also have school to worry about. They have their social lives to worry about. They have. Their girlfriends and boyfriends that I didn't need to worry about. Um, but also it's like, you know, there are opportunities there that need to be capitalized on. So right. um, 
yeah so without being too specific i'm still in the space okay, um, got that's good that's good we'll, we'll yeah, take that you know, we'll take that yeah we'll take that uh so beloved before we you got you got some things you want to share before we wrap up but before we get into beloved mm-hmm. lloyd's tell them where they could go well, anybody that's in the city, you know, we are on 6087 Broadway. We'll be right across the street from Van Carlin Park. It's about 250th Street. There's no no real cross street there. Just walk, um, just walk by probably like three minutes once you get off that right, train. Right, get off 242nd on the one train. We also on, um, uh, on Lexington Avenue between 99th and 100th Street. We also ship all around the country. So we ship nationwide uh, through a third-party service called Go Belly. They curate the best foods in the country. And they ship it to your door basically the next day in two days. Um, so you can go find us on Goldbelly or even Lloyd'sCarrotCake.com and you know all the information's up there. So I mean I don't like to toot our own horn, but we are we're the best of what we do. No 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 I no oh, I got so I have to stop. <laughs> I have to stop. I think I, I, have, I think I have snippet of it. Our beloved going crazy, even got it on his sweater. Yeah, I have to stop. There's, <laughs> I have to stop. <laughs> yeah. But you know. Without being too heavy, uh, I've been gone 19 months from New York. I did come by sparingly. From Boston. To check, you know, on my place, checking with family. But um, this is our first show back since the pandemic. It's been a crazy time. Um, Kev, you've supported me a lot. Um, with a lot that I had to deal with. Um, supporting family and getting through some, you know, turbulence. But um, overall, I'm just glad to be back. Um, I, I'm in the marketing space full time now at an agency. Nice. So um, the three of us, I think, we'll, we should talk off wax to see what we can cook up and push, you know, culture forward. But um, what I take out of this, this conversation was super heavy and spiritual. Um, I'm always going to be on my brother's cases. We got to do check-ins, wellness check-ins. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, Do you want to talk about it? Let's really take care of our mental. Because I'll say it, um, a lot of demons that I had to battle over the years came to visit me in real time during COVID. And then within COVID, you're dealing with shock, you're dealing with trauma. It, it, it's a Molotov cocktail of, you know, mental and emotional shit we gotta unpack. Um, and I think a lot of us are very talented, very forward thinking. Um, Kev was the one that brought me to Dykeman. I met you at Dykeman, you know? So I just wanna see everybody um, at their best, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. I know your business is going to take care of itself. Your marketing and storytelling journey is going to do what it's going to do. But I'm more concerned about the human um, first. Because there's certain shit in life we just can't walk it off. No matter where you go, you're going to follow yourself. Well, my man mm-hmm. said, make sure you take care of your chicken and your mental. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Make sure you take care of Yeah. Make sure you take care of your chicken, chicken and your mental, man. You know? So I'm just overall ecstatic um, to be back. You know, I'm never going to wear a Yankees hat, 
but <laughs> I own New York City a lot. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I yeah. do. And um, you know, me and New York have a lot of unfinished business. Hanging out podcasts. Um, the sky's the limit moving forward. And um, you know, we're gonna cause some trouble. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. You hear that, Puma? But nah, man, so good, man. <laughs> so be, man, uh, again, man, thank you, man. Nah, thank you for taking out, time man. out. You know, I just scheduled, you know, we finally got to kick it, man. Word. And again, you know, um, it's conversations, man. See, I was able to learn so much from you just by, you know, just sitting down, you know. Nah, you're a big part of Harlem history. Yeah, like, like, you just don't. Yeah, when yeah. I lived in Harlem in 2013, you know, I don't like to cook. I used to live down the street from Sylvia's. I would go to Amy Roos at 4 a.m. This is where I was eating all the time. Good food. Find out, it's good food, though. No, but, yeah. but he's trying to say, like, come to find out, look at the connection. Look, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. So, That's culture. That's a fact, man. And I appreciate y'all because this, is, this has been cathartic. Like, this has really been, you know, I'm glad we got to do it. I know we were trying to get it done for a while, you know. Um, but nah, this is... It's dope, man. I appreciate it. it. No, and I'm excited man. for, you know, like, I'm excited to see the platform, you know, because, like, it's, it's dope to see, you know, especially a lot of times, you know, it's to see people move away from the sports space or any space that they're not into and that generally into and then grow something else. Like, that's, that's tough and it's a challenge. So, I, you know, I, I, I wish you the best on your journey. No, as, no, no, as no you man. Thank you because uh, another thing, uh, I kind of wanted to create something like, I'm pretty sure if I was sitting here and I was talking and I was bad mouth and I was being real negative, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure that would attract everybody's attention, right? But I don't believe that, you know. I believe in more like, why can't we be, why can't I give you your flowers, you know? Why can't I bring you on and, and let you share your journey? Because when somebody sits down, they go, that's where it comes from. If one person tells me that, like, yo, Disconnected with me. We did our job. I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. So again, man, thank you. Nah, thank you. Uh, I am gonna dog my cake. Facts. I already ate mine. So yeah, your sweater too, man. So again, man, it's the Hit Now podcast, man. Thank you, man. We finally love, back. Love BA, is thank you love again. Is SB mm. is back in the backgrounds. So I'll make sure to have my Fuck editor. It but thank you, man. We out. Yeah. Yeah. BA, oh, thank, thank you. For you. That